The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and it's time for this. Winners and sinners on The Hard Shoulder. Yes, Alison Curtis is with me, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM and Jim Elliott, uh, the comedian, picking our winners and sinners from the past week. And Alison, I understand uh, these are your winners. So that's the new Beatles single, is it? Brand new. Um, yes, I know a lot of people have been talking about it because it was released yesterday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's called Now and Then. And you've heard it. I take it you have? Uh, I have heard it. Oh, uh, um, uh, what? Mm. I like, like it. I was, I was whelmed. Whelmed. <laughs> not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed. I was merely whelmed. So I suppose the story behind it is what is the fascinating part about it, is the the demo of John Lennon's vocals were recorded in the late 1970s. They tried to put it together in the 90s because Yoko said, look, it, I've got this in the vaults. You guys have it. And George Harrison recorded a guitar line for it. But they just couldn't extract Lennon's vocals properly with the technology that was available then. So then... Fast forward a good few years, 2023, they're able to sit down with the help of Peter Jackson, who's going to be employing this technology in a video or movie made about it as well. And they got Lennon's vocals to a level that they felt was brilliant and able to release it. So they're doing that as a double A side with their very debut single from 1962, Love Me Do. And I really like it. Yeah. Is is this secretly an AI success story? Is that what they use to isolate the vocals? I, I was listening to a, a sound engineer was talking to me last week, and he was like, I think that's the only good thing AI is for right now because it used to take us weeks to isolate the vocals and mm. the bass lines and the blah, blah, blah. And he goes, now you just throw it in and it isolates it for you. And it's incredible. I wonder yeah. if that's what they use. I like the sound of it now. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be a massive Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like what I like of them, and they have many different incarnations. See, that's, but you're, like you're a good judge then because there are people who are massive Beatles fans, yeah. and I mean, yeah. you know, if Paul McCartney were to walk into their house stand on their kitchen table and urinate on their head they would say thank you Paul thank you please keep going (laughs) but the fact that he's 81 Ringo is 83 and they've come together they made a 12 minute he might need help getting up on the table (laughs) maybe he will he looks in better shape than me to be honest (laughs) but the two of them are just saying I can't believe we're saying we're releasing new Beatles music in 2023 the two of us the remaining two and they made a 12 minute video with Sean Lennon as well for it and it just it was quite emotional for fans like I think I think it's pretty the story behind it is great but it's like you know the uh, Anthony Bourdain thing about it doesn't matter how your food is prepared or what it looks like all that actually matters is does it taste any good I think it sounds good you think it sounds good you like it? Yeah, I do. I definitely. You were do. more than whelmed. I was, yeah, I was. Oh, not maybe not. What's in between overwhelmed and whelmed? Mm. Medium whelmed. Medium, me- medium, <laughs> medium to whelmed on. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so more than you, though. <laughs> have you heard it, Jim? I have not heard it. I have. Uh, have you I, any interest in hearing it? Are you sure. a Beatles fan? I'm not a Beatles fan. No, I'm. I, I I was born in 1980, so I missed Beatlemania, and I like. I respect them. Sure, absolutely. They've got a bunch of great tracks, uh, but they they. I understand that for a certain segment of the population, they are a cultural force and almost a political entity and and the loyalty that some of their fans will have is unbelievable. And I imagine if you were there when Beatlemania was sweeping the globe, that 
was a singular thing. Like, not I don't know that there ever will be another band like that because culture is too fragmented now. Mm-hmm. But in the monoculture that they had at the time, the Beatles were everywhere, and they came, you know, out of England. These cool guys with these cool haircuts. They had a look. They had a great sound. I wonder for those people, are they? Is this gonna like? Do they respect it as a tune, or is this just gonna make them sit back in their easy chair and go? Ah, remember when we were young? Remember when my back didn't hurt? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. like appealing to nostalgia sort of thing for them. But most of the like real Beatles fanatics are not people who remember the Beatles and Beatlemania. No, like the Shane Coleman's of this world. Mm. This uh, I've worked in with this universe, who's 29, obsessed with them. Yeah, so like Ryan Tuberty, absolute yeah. Beatles fanatic. Yeah, you seem to get him into this conversation a lot. <laughs> I try and get Tubbs to appear on the hard shoulder. So I think that gonna, there are bands. He's going to turn up sooner or later. To talk about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the type of thing. I think it transcends, though. I don't think it's. I don't know if mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think it's like that. They're one of those rare bands that people go when they do discover them. They go, oh wow! It doesn't matter what age you are right. or who you are. Yeah, they transcend. You oh. don't. You don't tend to turn off Beatles music. No, Is that it. No, when it comes on, you don't go. Ugh. This reminds me of that that Elvis song that got released 30 years after his death. Little Less L- Conversation. Little Less Conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And people are like, ooh, Elvis has a new track out. And I'm like, Elvis would hate this song, dude. Listen, <laughs> listen to the, the... It's just a revamped version of his, though. Yeah. Ex- yeah. It's, so, maybe he would like it. Maybe, maybe he's a big dance head up Maybe in he's a big dance head. <laughs> I'm sure he would have been into hip-hop. He probably would have tried to co-opt that, too. Mm. Anyway. Uh, are you listening to Class of 88, the hip-hop podcast? So we no. were talking about it on the show yesterday. Will Smith presents it. Ah, okay. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's really good. Anyway, kind of we digress. Class uh, just, well, it just, because it's Will Smith and because, like, Amazon are behind it. And yeah. it, they just have anyone they want. Like, it's so slickly produced. Wow. But they just have everyone. They're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, on DMC they're in next mm-hmm. week like just stay tuned it's amazing but, but is that, that your, is that your era is that uh, not really yeah. um, no not really I'm kind of um, I'm a kind of a philistine when it comes to music I'm listening. <laughs> you know whatever whatever's kind of catchy and is on the radio Taylor Swift you like yeah I actually love Taylor Swift who doesn't right? love Taylor Swift yes eh. yeah Jim doesn't I'm not Swift. I'm not she's fine she's fine she's not great she's so prolific she like, is prolific she, that's what is impressive to me about her. Yeah, that's great. So we're Johnson and Johnson. Like, that's mass-produced garbage. <laughs> like, I don't care. No, I don't agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Johnson and Johnson of the music industry. So who's your... Then if the Beatles are Allison's winner of the week, who's yours, Jim? My winner of the week... Uh, you were in the marathon. I did. Correct. Thank you. So I, I would like to talk about... Yeah, well, I, I had shoes. shoes on, but they weren't my shoes for you the first bu- part of the race. I saw you I saw you this on your Instagram. You forgot your shoes? Yeah. How do you forget? Really worrying. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know. It's the only yeah. piece of equipment this sport I needs. <laughs> did you bring like... like, I, like I, I've been seeing some neurologists. Be like, what were the first signs? Well, actually... <laughs> oh, God, that's incredible. But anyway, my, my, uh, my winners are not the people who ran the marathon. All right. They are those people's families and supporters. Marathon marathon. widows of the world. I got a bunch of of marathoners in my family. I'm married to one. My father's one. My mother-in-law is one. They run marathons all the time. And some of us do not have the mental illness that requires us to run (laughs) marathons to feel good about ourselves. All right? But what we do do is support the people who have this delusion that this will fix some some gaping hole inside of well, the Well, it's not that I think I'll fix it, Jim. It's I think that if I keep running away from it, maybe I'll get... <laughs> you know, it won't catch me. That's, that's what How's it, it go? Anyway, my point is, is that the support network, the supporters don't get enough credit. You've ran... How many marathons have you run? Uh, four. Okay. Wow. How many marathons have you watched? Oh, none. 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 Do you... 
I don't think you understand what it's like to watch a marathon. So you, you'll park yourself somewhere and yes. you're waiting and you've got the clock and you've got the stopwatch and you know the time that whoever you're tracking is running. So you know generally where they are. So okay. you figure, I'm only going to have to watch for like five, maybe 15 minutes if they had to stop and tie a shoe. If you're standing there staring at a flood of people running down the street, it's it's like a hallucinatory experience because it's just faces after faces after faces. It's like if you were standing on, on a bridge over a river and there's a flood of leaves coming down the river and you have to stare at every leaf very intently to find <laughs> your leaf, to find that one leaf. See, that's why, Jim, they have to tell you in advance what color they're wearing. They have to tell you what color they're wearing. Well, I told my colleague in here, Dee, because she asked, she's going to be in fancy mm. color and I said D I'll be wearing terracotta terracotta that's terracotta. great that'll stand yes. out <laughs> no what I do is I'm a little bit I'm, I'm, I'm six feet tall so I'm usually taller than a crowd of people so I'll I have a, a bright red and blue American flag bandana and I'll put that on and stand it up like a like like a Bruce Springsteen tribute act mm. because that way I'm easy to spot and they can are. find me as they come by. And be, and then that's the other thing, too. I don't just stand in one spot. I got my bike with me. I'll see you at mile six. And then I'm going to cycle up ahead and I'll see you at mile 12. And I'll see you at mile 18. And I'll be there this at the finish. Sad, I've James. got all the gels. I've got spare shoelaces. I've got painkillers. I've got Red Bull. I got a whole bag. And I'm not the only one. There's an army of us out there that are supporting people who run marathons. We never get any credit. And it's Did you not take easy. any kind of refreshments from people that you didn't know? Yes, I took or- loads of oranges. Orange I always slices. wonder about that. Oh, yeah. orange slices. Yeah, they're they're so refreshing. So it's kind of like you're trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> so um, because um, I have my shoe fiasco, yeah, uh, I don't know and I, did that. <laughs> I had an injury. So because I'd had, I'd had an injury for the last few weeks of training, my kind of target time initially was gone. So it was, it was just gone. like just go and kind of take it easy and get through it. So I kind of resolved I was going to high five every kid I saw who had their hand out. <laughs> wow. Even some kids who who weren't looking for a high five. Nice. I high fived one. Bang. Bang. And I realized actually they had a packet of Haribo in their hand they were trying to give to someone and I just leathered it down the road. Nice. Down Foster's nice. Avenue. Sorry, kid. Um, I was there. Some people have like signs saying, you know, hit here for power up. So I yeah. was hitting all of them. Mm-hmm. And I uh, took loads. I took jellies off people, but orange slices. Lots of people out with orange That's slices. Key, oh. Delicious, no. so refreshing an orange slice. I've when stood you're out. I've stood out there with a box of the, uh, you know, the power gels that you. Guys oh yes. that are loaded with calories and sugar and everything. And mm. I'll just stand there with a box and kind of hold it out for people, people just to run in as yep, grab them. People just snatch them as they go by. Can I ask a question? Yes. So, how did you feel at the end? And are you going to continue doing more? Because it is something I could not get my head into the mind frame of doing. I get um, bored of my own company. You feel great at the end of it. Okay. Oh yeah, you've, you're on a high afterwards. Yeah. All you want to talk for about six is days. running. That's, um, that's the other thing. And then they, yeah, go on. We, we have to listen to your conversations afterwards. Allison, have you ever sat at a table in a pub with three people who just finished a marathon? No, well, <laughs> Guess what they want to talk about. Well, we didn't talk about that. We talked about, I don't know, but no, not, not in that situation. It's the worst excuse for a conversation you've ever heard. It's the three of them. They're tired. They're glowing. They're going, someone's like, what about the bridge at mile 18? That was really steep. Oh, yeah, the bridge, the bridge. The bridge you at mile 18. You guys are saying anything. Very You're steep. just collectively immersed in your own memory. Are you going to do it again? Uh, I, uh, I didn't sign up for Dublin again. Okay. So you, you, the window opens up immediately afterwards because they lure you in. You've got two days after oh. you finish it and you automatically get back in. But uh, like I didn't electric sign up. But I know I'll get in if I really want to. Okay. They hand, people hand back tickets and there's always, if you All look right. hard enough, have you have you done the travel marathons yet? Have you gone anywhere? To I went to marathon? Barcelona a few years ago for marathon. Did that, did it was that great. One? 
But it's just, it's a lot of work to do for Marathon and the travel adds in just the element oh, travel yeah. adds in a bit of and if I can't even get to Dublin from Kilkenny <laughs> with my runners with your runners I mean, what, what would I forget where I had to go abroad runners in Spanish yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, so uh, marathon partners, widows and widowers, and the mm. Beatles are winners of the week. Uh, we will pick our sinners after we get the news headlines with Eamon. Eamon, thank you very much. Alison Curtis and Jim Elliott are both uh, still with me. Uh, Jim, your sinner of the week. My sinners of the week is a collective. Okay. It's a group of people. I had a bunch of gigs this week that were uh, in bars where I was the old guy there. These are bars for 20-year-olds. I don't like vapes. I don't like the disposable plastic vapes that everybody has. Like, and, and, you know, I used to be a smoker. I'll tell you one thing. Cigarettes at least looked cool. These little <laughs> plastic devices everybody has, they look like pacifiers. You don't look like a cool guy. You look like an infant with tattoos. They're ridiculous. And the, and the, the color, the, uh, the, the flavor schemes that they come up with. Mm. It's, un, it's like a wall full of pick and mix that they're doing. They took menthol cigarettes off the market because they said, well, mint tobacco, that's clearly marketed at children. And now they've got cotton candy vapes that they're using. And then every once in a while, somebody will give out to me and be like, oh, well, you know, this actually is not harmful to you. It's only water vapor. Really? Who told you that? The guy making the vapes? Don't you remember the 70s when they had commercials with doctors smoking cigarettes? It's ridiculous. And I miss I miss some parts of the cigarette. I, I, miss, I miss lighting of a cigarette because you'd have oh, yeah. a pack of cigarettes and you wouldn't have a lighter and you'd have to talk to a stranger which is something that Gen Z can't do at all where they have to go hey man do you have a light and you'd have to borrow it and maybe have a connection with somebody you can't do that with a vape you can't walk into a bar with clutching your USB cable in your battery pack <laughs> and asking if anybody wants to charge vape. their vapes I just miss I, I, I never thought I'd say this and do people vape indoors at those they're not supposed to events. but they do they do and they do and they hide behind that but it's only water vapor BS which is which is ridiculous the amount of like stuff that comes out of them is quite shocking. Yeah. You can form a cloud around a grown man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're quite cloudy. Um, yeah. Have you tried them? Of course. What do you think? Nah. Not, not for you. Not, not for me. Not for me. I'm, I'm, and then look, I'm no stranger to nicotine addiction in, in various forms. I've, I've partaken. Like, hell, dude, when I, was, I, when I was in my 20s, I used to chew tobacco. That's what happens when you go no to Virginia. No way. You yeah. chew tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or dipping tobacco. And would you tobacco. spit it into like a little jar? Yeah. Yeah, you have to, because if you swallow it, it makes you wow. really ill, and it is disgusting. And so, Play look, the banjo, I'm not, yeah, married your cousin, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my hey, god, had to make grandpappy proud somehow. <laughs> the other, um, <laughs> here's here's my final point on that, in, in that they're not as cinematic. There's no drama inherent in cigarettes, and there's nothing bigger than that than the story that everybody knew somebody whose dad left forever, and what did he say as he was going out the door? I'm just going for a pack of smokes. That's not <laughs> happening with vapes, dude. No dad is going, I just got to go to the spa. I'm going to pick up a wild cherry Lost Mary. That guy's coming back. Remember uh, being out in Canada, we went out at like about, the, the World Cup was on. So we went out to watch Spain play. So we went out at about eight in the morning. It was mm -hmm. the World Cup in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And so the, the time difference. And then we just went out all day and all night and all the next day. It was one of those that kind of rolled over. <laughs> it's when you're younger and you can handle these type yes. of things. And at the very end of it, a uh, friend of mine, um, left on my bike to go to the shop to buy milk. We realised we had milk? no milk for the morning. We had kind of, you know when you can drink yourself sober a bit? You're like, yes. and we are like, oh, everyone's going to bed and someone realises, <laughs> there's no milk here, you know, for the morning and we're all going to wake up and we're all going to be ratty. Yes. And we're going to need milk. So off Phil went to buy milk and he came back 
about an hour later without my bike, without milk and 20 cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> a fair trade is yeah. a fair he trade. Bartered. It's just, yeah, I don't, I, no one knows. No one knows what happened in that hour uh, window. I don't, think, I don't think Phil knows to this day. Anyway, Alison, you're Sinner of the Week. It's, I, I'm saying energy companies, but it's more like my own hand hovering over the heating button going, do I press it or not? Oh, yeah. Is my sinner. Cool today. But see, I'm actually afraid to turn it on because the the bills that have come in, in the last year and a half have just been so insane. Mm-hmm. I don't actually see those, I have to say. My husband sees those bills, but he's telling me like, and it's just they're going exponentially bigger. And now I know that some of the bigger companies, after announcing these record profits this last year, in the last, since October 1st and October 3rd, have announced credits and cuts and things like that. But it's not offsetting it. And I think... You know, residential people maybe not hardly as hard hit, but they certainly are as, you know, commercial premises. But it does make you not, it just makes you, you throw on three jumpers and you're like, I'm still cold. I'm just, you're afraid to press it on because you know it's going to be astronomical. Would you normally have had the heating on now by this time of the year? Yes, like say, well, maybe not after this last October, but like say for an hour in the morning and then like say an hour at night. Yeah. But it's not going on at all. And then I'm like, is the dog frozen downstairs? Is she going to be a popsicle when I get down there? (laughs) But I'm just too actually afraid. And then I put it on for 20 minutes and I was like that's enough that's fine that'll do us oh yeah the boost the little boost yeah the boost but we all know that it's not necessarily our usage that has changed it's obviously the rates that have gone Mm -hmm. up and now wholesale gas prices have come down across Europe and we're not getting the benefit of it at all (laughs) we're not getting the benefit of it at all and they got the nerve to get on the newspapers and announce that they're having cuts I prefer my energy company cuts to be delivered via guillotine because yeah. that's the only way to get rid of these profiteers. I know. It's terrifying, though. Like, And you shouldn't be scared. And, like, obviously, St. Vincent de Paul, last August, they did a study, and it's, like, you know, single adult homes, those living with disabilities, and renters that are the hardest hit. And, like, he's a basic right. Like, it's a basic human right. Like, yeah. So, so I don't know if it's the companies so much as sinners as my own internal dialogue is my sinner this week. That's what like, they want. I don't want to do They this. want you to yeah, blame they want yourself. You. Yeah, don't yeah. blame yourself, Alison. You're falling <laughs> into their trap. Oh. oh my God, I'm brainwashed. So that's my sinner. Uh, energy companies and people who smoke vapes mm. are uh, sinners of the week. Uh, coming up after the break, it's the last bit of the show. You're welcome back to the Heart Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock and you know what time it is. It's the last bit of the show. Ignition sequence start. This is the last bit of the show. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Yes, it is literally the last bit of the show. And Alison Curtis and Jim Elliott are both uh, still with me. Uh, Alison, guilt. Yes, guilt, guilt is guilting you. So I have had a long stretch of programs this past week. Yes. And the program I was presenting this week finished at 12 and I would get home and I'd be like, well, it's only midday. I really need to start working and doing more. So it's the guilt that's been ingrained in all of us. What time do you get up in the morning to do that show? I was getting up at 6.30. Okay, okay. So, so 6.30 not, and you're home at noon. Yeah, well, well home at like one thirty two. But like, it's like, okay, well, I need to do this, this, this and this. But it's this guilt that I think is ingrained and I don't know if it's coming from social media or where it's coming 
coming from, where it's like, you haven't done enough with your day. So I was like, well, I must do this. I must do that. And it's probably by proxy that my day finishes. Even on the weekends, it finishes technically on air earlier in the day. Yeah. Like, got to do this. Got to do that. And it could be like a social thing. It could be like your mundane chores. It could be your shopping, the dog or whatever. So it's this guilt that we're never actually completing a day. And I wish we could reframe it for ourselves to kind of go, all right, we've done this, this, and this today. That's a day's work. That's good. You can do what you want with the rest of your day and don't feel guilty about it. And it's hard to get out of that mindset. And does the guilt for you, does it manifest in you still not doing the things but just feeling bad about it or trying to squeeze in all of that? I, no, I try and squeeze it in and then I collapse and I go, I'm really tired. I have a bad headache. Why is that? Oh, I haven't had a glass of water in 15 hours. That's why. <laughs> so I just push and push and push and I just think, I was thinking about it on one of the walks home today, this week, that I was like, okay, you're going to get home. You've done like a three-hour intense show. You, you, can do, you can do nothing now for the rest of the day and you still have done something. But I'm like, no, no, I have to do this, 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 and this. Mm. So I don't know. And I'm not going to say it's a gendered thing because I know men suffer from this as much as like women do. But it would be nice for us to just get rid of it and go, okay, maybe the house isn't perfect. Maybe it's not Instagrammable this mm. week, but who cares? And maybe my daughter has a stain on her shirt that she's worn for three days in a row. Who cares? She's fine. Just get rid of that guilt instead of having this chase for perfection, I think. I think it's e- is it easier when everyone in the house buys into the doing nothing for the day? Maybe that's it. Because what sometimes would trigger for me is like if and less on this show, but more when I was in the breakfast show. So you're home quite early. Yeah, there's a kind of a feeling like. Well, yeah, like, you know, she's at work and I'm just like sitting here with my feet up. Like, I kind of feel bad. That that was where I, how but I you're feel mentally guilty. so tired from it. Yeah, all. I know. Just, like, you yeah, really you'd are. Be so wrecked. Yeah. But it, it's easier then when someone else is there with you and engage, you can, they can kind of uh, assuage your guilt. something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, definitely. And easier if you're not looking after small humans that require your attention. Small dogs. And dogs. And small humans. <laughs> I've realized. That is tough. And I, I think you, you might have touched touch on something in the beginning of that from the social media media because the Instagram gives everybody the illusion of perfection that everybody's life is always perfect. Like these amazing dinners and lunches and houses. Yeah, and, yeah. Instagram's ter- terrible for you. Everybody should delete their Instagram account. But I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I used to like? Cigarettes. But they were killing me so I stopped. That's, and that's it's oh my God, that Instagram's bad. my cigarette. Ins- Instagram's being sued in oh, California right now. Did Jim, if that? I wasn't, if you weren't on Instagram, I wouldn't know about your great uh, acrobatics. Ah, yeah. Well, that's that's true. You know, what, Jim, again, you that, know Jim's just, uh, exercise of choice is what? What? How do I describe it? What is it? Uh, you ever seen Cirque du Soleil? Yeah. You ever see somebody be really bad at Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's called it's called aerial and yeah. aerial silks, aerial rope. Uh, that's I'm gonna I'm, try I'm, that. Kind of, yeah. Have you tried it? No, but I watched Jim doing it. Do you want to come with great envy? Not right now, no, I'm tired. But uh, they're, you're they're, tired. I mean, it's so early in the day, though, Alison. You really should be squeezing in some in. some aerial no. acrobatics. There's studios all over Dublin. There's there's three studios in Dublin. There, there's uh, there's a big one out in Limerick, the Irish Aerial Creation Center. There's one in Sligo. It's accessible. It's and it's 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 weirdly popular in Ireland. Like yeah. it is accessible. It can be out there. So you guys, wherever you live, Google aerial silks beginner class or taster class. Doing it, yeah. They all offer stuff like that. It's super fun. What? It doesn't feel like exercise. It feels like I'm learning how to do a trick, mm-hmm. which is the way. I I can trick myself into doing it and then I come home and I'm like oh that was a two and a half hour pull up class yeah, that's that what was that good. was so is that is that what it's like is that the part of your body that would be sorest like as if you were doing pull ups uh, shoulders no natural upper body strength, shoulders and core so. it's less arms you than either? you think I don't either yeah I Mo- don't at all no. <laughs> most of it's less arms than you think most of the climbing is actually your legs because you wrap your feet up in it and mm-hmm. step down on it it's, okay. it's like rock climbers say the same thing where they're like no you're lifting your body with your feet your arms are just kind of securing you yeah. to the thing yeah my and legs work the thing is too a lot of people come dangling 
still, whatever you're doing a pull up, I just I hang. You like, like a spaghetti I'm arms. like hang tough on uh, Ireland's fittest family <laughs> there, trying to do a pull up. <laughs> why is, why is Kieran just dangling from that pull up bar? It's fun. <laughs> I think he's trying. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, so guilt. So let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it, guys. Actually, you mentioned so you're filling in midweek this week. You're working your own show this weekend. Yes, I am. Yeah. What's coming up? I don't even know. You're so busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. Ivan <laughs> is going to be in to talk about her new sport. Oh, great stuff. Uh, Very good. Oh. Um, Jim. Yo. You're I, busy as well. I, I got I got some news, man. For the for the first time in, in my comedy career, I am launching my own solo show and tour of Ireland. So tickets went on sale today. Uh, for, I'm, I'm, I've got a night in Whelan's in April. Tickets at jimelliotcomedy.com or whelanslive.com. Uh, and I'm going around the country. Dude. I'm going to Dundalk, Limerick, Kilkenny, Port Leash, Cork, Wexford, Belfast. Those are just the places I have lined up. Not the, those tickets are not all on sale yet, but they'll be coming out. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Where and, are you playing in Kilkenny? Uh, Kilkenny will be the Home Rule Club. Oh, very good. Yeah, buddy. Kilkenny Comedy Club. Google, Google it, man. They're there every month. They're a great place. Oh, yeah, you were down there not too long ago. I, I was down there Club. almost a year ago now. Oh, is that it? So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Irishcomedyguide.com. If you don't live in Dublin, there's comedy. all like, And that's the thing. That's kind of what mm. I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about stand-up comedy and its resurgence. It's it's pretty hot right now. Like, everybody's heard of Joanne McNally. She's selling out arenas all over the world. Mm-hmm. I think she's got another stretch coming up in the Board Gosh Energy Theater. She's fantastic. But wherever you live in Ireland, there is is a comedy club in your town. And I feel like not enough people think of it as a thing to do on a Friday night. Like, we got the night off, what should we do? We can go to a movie, we can go to dinner. That's kind of it. That's the end of the list. But but check out irishcomedyguide.com. Go see some stand-up comedy. God knows the news is depressing. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to news talk all day, it's nothing but bad news, worse personalities. <laughs> uh, so go, <laughs> go out and get a laugh. But come see me, man. Uh, JimElliottComedy.com. Check me out. I'm Jim Elliott Comedy on every stupid social media platform. Send some of my good jokes to your smart friends. Send my dumb jokes to your dumb friends. I got something for everybody. <laughs> but if you're, if you're Is also- it nerve-wracking? Um, your own it is absolutely because the thing is like I've, I've been working clubs for 15 years and I know that I can come in and kill I know I've got good stuff I know I can read a crowd I know that I have material that I've worked on but I've never stuck my stupid face on a poster and said buy tickets to me mm. you understand I'm working the laughter lounge I'm working the international I'm working a club and the club has their customer base and I will come fulfill my duty and I know that I'm good at that but to, it's kind of it's kind of vulnerable to put a, a photograph I'm getting posters printed of my own stupid head. Do you know how dumb I feel? Uh, do you have that uh, obnoxious-sounding American bandana you described earlier? Oh, no. I should get some bandanas <laughs> I know Alison Rollins had an obnoxious Get some merch sale. done. But, uh, and, uh, and I'm opening for I'd Neil... I'd like to point out I'm Canadian, not American. Yeah. I know. I know. We, uh, I'm, I'm going around. I'm opening for Neil Delamere and a bunch of his tour dates. Yeah. He's going all over the country. But I, I bought this... Uh, you know those stand-up, cheap marketing roll-up posters? Those oh, yeah. The, 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 uh, pop-ups. Dude, yeah, I bought a pop-up with my own face on it. I, didn't, I wore a mask like I had COVID into the place to pick it up because I was ashamed of myself because it's just like because so much of of doing comedy and being an independent artist of any kind is about self-promotion and God, you got to swallow your ego to talk like that. Like, just to yeah. constantly go, hey, me, 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 come see me, me, me. We're so, used to it, aren't we? Yeah. 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 I love it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We already have had the egos, though. Yeah. Any, everybody on the radio does. Maybe I should run a marathon. Maybe, maybe, maybe that'll help. But yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm launching my own tour. And and the other thing I want to talk about, just look, if you're if you're into stand-up comedy at all, there's a bunch of Irish guys who've released their own specials on YouTube that you can check out tonight. You're not doing anything tonight. Watch, go watch uh, Vittorio Angolone's special. It's called Translations. Uh, he's a, he's from up north, but he's an Irish guy. He talks about a, you know his his, his dad is Italian. Blah blah blah. Um, the, the story, the his special is basically loosed on the Brian Friel play translations. It's very intelligent stuff. If you like your stuff a little bit dirtier, check out Mike Rice. Mike Rice has a comedy special on YouTube that's unbelievable. Um, and then two of my favorites that I've seen on Netflix recently. If you guys want to check them out, Beth Stelling and Michelle Wolf, two of the best joke writers on the planet Michelle right now. Wolf is very Michelle Wolf. Mm-hmm. Have you seen her new one on Netflix? No. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, great. Watch it. See, Alison, that's how you do shameless plugs. Yes. Not, I don't know what's coming up on the show this weekend. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I apologize. A, I'm actually not quite sure. But, <laughs> I mean, sure. It's going to be good, I know. It'll be a show. It's going to be great. content. It's I'm sure it'll be great. Never dead air. Alison Curtis, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM, and Jim Elliott, a comedian. So, again, Jim, go on. One more. The websites? JimElliottComedy.com. Jim Elliott Comedy on every social media platform. Hit me up. Come say hi. Folks, thanks a million. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, same to everybody else listening. Enjoy the weekend. Off the brawler up next, and I'll be back on Monday from four. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.